Hey guys, welcome to an episode of the Blondest Podcast. I am your host, Savannah Boda, and Tyler is not with me for this episode, so we are going to talk all about acne. So if you noticed, I did delete some of my old episodes because I'm just a new woman, okay? Like I am in a new era of life. I'm a mother, I'm a wife, and I've grown a lot. So I just wanted to give myself a clean slate and refresh, but don't worry if any of your favorite episodes were deleted, the ones that are PC will be remade. The ones that aren't will be buried deep, deep in the dark internet and hopefully never see the light of day again. Um, That includes the Puss Puss Chronicles. If you know, you know. If you don't know, you missed an era, and I'm so sorry that you get boring, old Savannah. But anyways, we're going to talk about acne today. I am so excited because this is my favorite topic. As someone who has struggled with acne, continues to struggle with acne, but this is my fault. I made a little oopsie, and um, we're learning from it, so... I guess I'll just like dive into that, what I did. Um, I've been getting sent a lot of new skincare products, guys. And my favorite part of my job and my least favorite part of my job is trying skincare products. I love it when they work. I hate it when they break out my face, but it's just a part of the process, a part of my job. And I love bringing you guys the best products. So you know, if I'm carrying a product and it's at SBA, it has been tried and true. And I absolutely am obsessed and love it because I would not carry anything I didn't fully love or fully believe in. And that's one of the reasons I really did start my business was, you know, working at places and working with brands um, that I didn't love. And I always felt bad recommending them to my patients. And a lot of med spas, you know, these employees, they work on straight commission or they have like an extremely low hourly rate and they're making their income from commission. So you can't really trust when you're going to med spas like that, that they are truly selling things that they believe in and that they love because a lot of the times they're just selling it to make money. And I get it. Like it's a job, right? But for me, I always have just ethics have been number one to me. I feel like God and the universe have blessed me so much in my business. And I really attribute that. Like, obviously, yes, I worked really hard, but I think being a good person and having good intentions really makes a big difference when you're trying to achieve a goal, which I wasn't even trying to achieve a goal at all. I was just trying to be a good person and run an ethical business and it grew from there. So I think when you have a good foundation and a good belief and it comes from a place of goodness, the world blesses you and people notice that and they see that. So um, when I was working for brands and stuff, um, I actually worked at a place and they got really mad at me because I was sending customers to a derm store to purchase products for their acne because they didn't carry any of the products that I knew worked and the products that I loved um, at the spa. And I just in good conscience could not sell these products because they were for aging skin. They were just not acne safe. They weren't for acne prone skin. And I voiced that to my employer and you know, they didn't care. They're like, this is what it is. If you're not going to sell it, we're going to cut your hourly completely and put you straight commission. So you're basically forced to sell it. And that's exactly what they did. So I left. Um, and I worked other places too, that would like take expiration dates off products. And like, that was my job to take expiration dates off products and put them back on the shelf and things like that just really, you know, didn't sit well with me. And I was at no place financially to open my own company and open my own business. But 
I had to. It was the only choice. I wanted to be in this industry so badly. And coming from being on the consumer side, you know, I was that person that was being sold things that weren't good for my skin because they were trying to make money to feed their children and pay their rent. And like, I don't blame them at all because not everyone is in that position to go solo and do their own thing. It just sucks because there's a lot of that in the industry and people that just pry on your insecurities to make a check. So when I opened my own business, you know, I opened it with the straight intentions of never selling something to anybody that was not 112% good for their skin and not carrying any lines that I didn't absolutely love and believe in. So you know when you're buying a product at SBA, it's because I wholeheartedly, with my blood, sweat, and tears and my entire soul of my being, love and believe in it. I have never, ever, ever sold a product that I don't love. So I even had a company the other day come knock on my door and you guys know this brand, but I'm not going to name names. And they're like, we will give you like $7,000 worth of free product if you just promote and carry our brand. And I could do that. If I wanted to, I could have made full profit. Are you kidding me? I could have made so much money. I could have made $14,000 back, right? By charging what it's worth. And I was like, no, I don't like your products. If I wanted it, I would have contacted you and I would have placed an order and paid full price. So the thing that really frustrates me with my following or whatever is that people are like, oh, well, she probably gets this for free or they're probably like asking her to promote this and like paying her and they're not. Like the companies that pay me are companies that I seeked out first, love their products and I you know, posted about them. Everyone trusts me and believes me. So then now you have all these spas you know, buying this skincare line because I said it was good. And then they're like, we want to support you back. So we're going to give you commission on helping us open this account or whatever it is. Every company I work with does something a little different or not at all. I don't expect it, um, but they know my influence. So it's just gets frustrating when people think that like I'm a sellout or I'm just doing it for the money because no, I seek these brands out. People come to my door every single day with skincare products and I try them and I'm either like, yes, no, yes, no, right? Because I have to be up on the up and know and know everything that's cool. But I never would work with a company that came to me and was like, we're just going to hand you all of this product for free because we want you to post it. And like, yeah, it could be unethical and sell it and be like, oh, it's free money, but I don't like your products. So I'm not going to do that. So the only time I ever do any like brand deals, which I really don't do many. If Like for skin pen, I just did one for national microneedling day, but like I would have done that anyway. So I'm like, okay, if you want to pay me, I mean, I use your pen and it's microneedling day. If you want to pay me to post it, you can, but I probably would have done it, which we don't tell them that because obviously like we got to make our money guys, but um, I would have done it anyway. So I was like, sure, if you're going to pay me for something I'm already going to do ethically, check mark, that's fine. So I'm very strategic when it comes to stuff like that because I am not a sellout. And if I was a sellout, guys, I would be living in Malaysia on a yacht. Trust me, I could be there right now. But I got into this business because I was just like my customers. I would go to a med spa. I had acne. I didn't know how to fix it. And they would just sell me some bullshit cream and now that I like know what these products are, because at the time I'm like, I don't know what this is, but they said it's good. So I'll use it. I'm like, why the fuck would anyone give that to me? That is so messed up. Like I actually kind of want to throat punch you for selling me this, especially at the time where I was 17, 18 years old and I was broke. I was off my parents' payroll, which means 
literally anything besides a roof over my head was my on my dime. So I was in college waiting tables. If I wanted tampons, if I wanted snacks that weren't already something that was purchased in the home, like if I wanted something special, okay? Or if I wanted clothing, if I wanted a face wash, if I wanted deodorant, if I wanted a necklace, like that, anything besides a roof over my head and the food that was already in the house, that was on my dime. So um, I didn't have a lot of money. And so I'd go and I'd save up my money and buy this product and help them get their commission. And it wouldn't do anything for me or it wouldn't be right for my skin. So it got very frustrating. And that's what led me down the rabbit hole of just doing all of this research about acne and skincare. And then I found out what estheticians were. And I was like, oh my God, they're like magical fairy wizards. Um, but I wanted to be on the medical side because a lot of times people go to like day spas, which is nothing against day spas. Like every place in the industry serves its purpose. Okay. Like day spas, they're there to make you feel good, relax, lymphatic, massage, iconic, amazing. Like I love that. But when you're trying to treat something like acne, you don't want to go to a day spa because that's not what they specialize in. They specialize in so many things, but that's not one of them. You want to go toward more towards a med spa. But then sometimes you go to a med spa and they don't know anything about acne either. Like they have the treatments and the lasers and stuff, but they are educated on it. And that's why Face Reality, I love them so much because they bridged that gap. So now you know, okay, I can find an acne expert and like I know they trust, they know about skin. I trust them, right? Because a lot of times you'll go to a med spa and you'll be like, oh, well, like they do skin. They should know everything about melasma and aging and acne. And most of the time they do know about melasma and aging, but a lot of the times acne is just so, there's, it's multifactorial. There's so many things that go into it. Like, it takes a lot of studying and research to understand acne and actually really be able to effectively treat acne. And at that time, facialty was not popping like it is today, guys. Like it was not when I, even when I found it, like nobody knew what facialty was. Like it was like underground. It was like not like what it is today. And it just wasn't what it is today, which is amazing that it is what it is today because there's so many more resources. And like, I wish that I knew about that when I was struggling so that I didn't have to waste all this time and money going to like so many different random spas that had no fucking idea what they were doing. And everyone was giving me different advice and it was just hard. But anyway, when I opened SBA, acne was my main focus. That's what I wanted to do because that's why I became an esthetician and I wanted to help people and I wanted to have a place that was ethical and honest and just straight to the point, everything you need, nothing you don't. And so I so I curated at SBA. So we're going to get into a little bit about acne. And I have my notes here today. I usually like to free speak, but um, I'm trying to make sure it lines up exactly with my old podcast episodes so I don't miss anything because I tend, when I just talk, I tend to leave, leave things out. So I just like got a manuscript of what I said in that episode so we can go through it again so that it's here forever. So acne develops obviously when we have sebum and oily skin sub... sub <laughs> this is why I don't read stuff because I can't read. I'm so dyslexic. That's why I just free speak. That is exhibit A. Every time I try to read off a PowerPoint or a script, I just can't do it. So I'm actually really scared. I'm recording with Dr. Hitchcock and they have a script for me. And I'm really, really nervous because I, I can't read because my brain goes faster than my mouth. And then I just say things wrong. But we're going to try to slow down. We're going to try to do this again. I'm getting like PTSD of being in like reading class. But it's okay. Acne develops when sebum, an oily skin substance that lubricates your hair and skin, and dead skin cells plug the hair follicles. 
bacteria can trigger inflammation and infection resulting in two more severe acne. I'm not reading this. I'm just going to speak from my heart. (laughs) So basically, when we look at an acne lesion, there's three things that are going to be present. Bacteria, oil, and dead skin cells. So if we think about our pore, I always say your pore is like a slide, right? So... When your slide is hydrated and healthy, which is what you need to treat when you're treating acne, it needs to be hydrated and healthy because the barrier is half the battle. You cannot just break down and destroy your skin barrier with benzoyl peroxide and salicylic acid and no moisturizer, stripping cleansers. That's why I hate acne kits, okay? If you ever go to Sephora or Ulta and they're like acne kit and it's like a salicylic wash and then a salicylic toner and then a salicylic serum and then a salicylic-based moisturizer, no. You're just going to strip your skin. What happens is if you dry that skin out too much, yes, it's going to dry out the acne on the surface, but everything underneath there is like literally so dry, it's all going to be stuck inside your pore. So I always say it's like pushing a little kid down a water slide that has no water and then pushing like 80 more kids down. So now they're all stuck inside this water slide that is like bone dry, like the Sahara Desert. But if you add some hydrating ingredients in there and you put the water back on that slide, they're just going to slide out nicely, right? So you want your skin to work for you. You want that pore to be lubricated. So it's extremely important to not over dry your skin because you're literally not going to get anywhere. Like, yeah, temporarily, you're going to dry everything on the surface, but long term, you're just causing more impactions. So a hydrated pore is a healthy pore, okay? That's all I have to say about that. So we have the oil production, right? Oil obviously is a big component of acne, but what's even more of a component is going to be those dead skin cells. It's called retention hyperkeratosis. So retention hyperkeratosis is when you have a lot of dead skin cells producing in the pore and they're getting stuck. So acne-prone skin, you're shedding five times more than a normal skin type. So someone that doesn't have acne, right? So their dead skin cells are just, you know, they're doing their thing, they're going. If you have acne-prone skin, you're shedding your dead skin cells like on steroids, okay? So think about a lot more buildup. So when that happens, it's harder for your skin and your pore to proliferate that, right? So it's all getting stuck in there. So you have all of this layers of dead skin cell and now we have the oil aspect in there. And then what does your body do? It tries to help you. So it sends white blood cells to go fight that and help really with that impaction. But then bacteria comes into the play. So now you have your bacteria, your dead skin cells, and your oil all mixed together, creating the perfect pimple. The end. (laughs) So that's usually what's going on when we have acne. And the most important thing to note when we have retention hyperkeratosis is that you do want to be exfoliating. So exfoliation is key to really help that proliferation and help those dead skin cells get out of that pore. And Um, onto the skin surface and then off, right? So when we're dealing with acne, the ingredients that I look for, I love salicylic acid because what it does is it actually dives into the pore to break up that oil and dissolve it. And then of course, things like alpha hydroxy acids or retinoids are gonna be great for that exfoliation aspect to help with the retention hyperkeratosis. And then for bacteria, benzoyl peroxide, oxygen, 10 out of 10. So benzoyl peroxide creates oxygen in the skin, which is going to kill that bacteria. Bacteria cannot survive when oxygen is present. But that's why you can't just be like, oh, I'm just going to use benzoyl peroxide or, oh, I'm just going to use salicylic acid. It's the perfect harmony of all of these ingredients in addition to hydrating moisturizing ingredients because you can't strip your skin's barrier. So you want to make sure that barrier is intact using good humectants like hyaluronic acid, glycerin, beta-glucan. And then, of course, you want to have that hydration of ceramides or urea, things like that to help lubricate the skin. Um, So you have to have the balance of the two.
can't just strip your skin into good skin, right? And then when we deal with acne, there's two different things, non-inflamed and inflamed acne. So your inflamed acne is going to be the ones that are hot to the touch, red, angry, upset pimples, right? So it's going to be like a pimple, pustule, papule, cyst, and nodule. And then when we have non-inflamed acne, we're talking about those beads in the skin. They're like little underground bumps. Um, Sometimes they have a head to them. Sometimes they don't. But like if it has a head, it's more of a poor opening. It's not like a white head on it. You know what I mean? Um because that's going to be inflamed. So non-inflamed is your white heads. Don't get it twisted though. They don't always have a white head. They're just like a colorless skin bump. Okay. And then blackheads. Those are the two most common, but with acne, what I see most commonly is combination acne, which is going to be a mixture of non-inflamed and inflamed acne. So our non-inflamed acne does take a little bit longer to clear in the skin. So you do need to be more patient with it. Um, It's a lot more impaction going on there. Inflamed acne, honestly, is so much easier to treat and clear up. But with both of those, you know, I like physical exfoliation for non-inflamed and then chemical exfoliation more for inflamed acne. You cannot physically scrub, whether it's a washcloth, a cleansing device, or a facial scrub. You cannot scrub inflamed acne. It's going to spread bacteria, make it worse, and just sensitize the skin. The only time you want to scrub is if it's non-inflamed acne. So... Yeah, let me look at my notes. Make sure I'm not skipping over anything. Um, contributing factors. Also, of course, we know hormones, certain medications like um, testosterone, lithium, lithium because of the salt. Iodine is a no, no for acne-prone skin. Okay, limit your salt intake, guys. Diet. We all know diet. So, um, so dairy, so eggs, peanuts, soy, whey, high salt, biotin, B12, B6, all of those are super important to note. Shellfish when it comes to acne. And then here's some tips. Don't use just an acne line. Like I mentioned, you need to have a curated home care regimen, um, you need to do acne boot camp with a face reality acne expert. You will love your life. Okay. You will love your life. You need to be taking some zinc, some omega, some probiotics. We just talked about that with Irvaz and Nancy a couple episodes ago. Super, super important to really make sure we are feeding our skin from the inside out. Topical products help a ton, but it's really what you're putting into your body that makes a difference. If you're eating a ton of dairy, you're going to inflame your skin. The key is inflammation when we're dealing with inflamed acne, right? Inflammation in the skin can come from so many outside triggers as well as things that we're putting in our body. So lowering inflammation with zinc, icing your face, cutting out inflammatory foods is key to getting your skin clear long-term. Okay. This one I'm going to read off of because I can't memorize this at all. And I always read off it to clients. So we're going to talk about birth control, babes. So you don't want to be on anything that's an implanted device, right? This is me free speaking, but when I start telling you birth control names, like I, my brain just for some reason, I can't memorize all of the safe ones. But when we're talking about birth control, anything that's an implanted device, like an IUD, Nexplanon, I have personal beef with Nexplanon because it personally messed up my skin. But I'm also very thankful for Nexplanon because it's the reason I'm an esthetician. So I don't know. I have mixed feelings. It's like, thank you for ruining my skin because you led me. I wouldn't be the Dallas esthetician without Nexplanon but also fuck you for ruining my skin, you know? But anyway, progesterone, high in progesterone, 
androgen properties. It's going to speed up oil production, lead to more clogged pores. So anything that's like a depo shot, Mirena, NuvaRing, IUD, um, even copper can be an issue. So you want to go for the pills, babes. High estroestradiol, low progesterone. And I'm going to give you a list of ones that are safe. So the ones I know for sure, Trinessa, Yaz, um, Sprintec. Those are the ones I know for sure. Yaz, Sprintec, Trinessa. So look for those. Bad progesterone is levonestrol. I think that's how you say it, guys. I'm not 1,000% sure I'm smart, but not the best at pronouncing words. But that is acne promoting. So IUDs um, like Mirena have that. NuvaRing does have progestin and estrogen, but the pro is antigenic, so it's going to be not acne safe. And then we have the Depo shot, which is straight progestin, and then Nexplanon is progestin as well. So all in all, the main thing is to choose a birth control pill with both estrogen and progestin. So Drosperinone is slay. And that one blocks androgen oil activity and receptors. So that it makes it acne safe. So when you're looking for birth control, always do that. You don't want to do just a progesterone pill. That's going to be acne promoting. So again, always make sure it is high ethyl estradiol, low progesterone, and you'll be good. And that is about it, guys. I love you so much. I hope that this episode helps you understand a little bit more about acne. And we'll dive more into it next week when I come back on. Um, but for now, enjoy that little teaser. 